Miller. Welcome to this edition of the Tiger Turf Talk podcast. I'm Drew Miller, your host. We are excited to bring you the second part of our Sports Field Management Association podcast presented by, in partnership, the Toro Company. In this episode, we'll be talking to project product managers from different areas of products that were released this year at the show in Savannah. We were able to talk to them on the trade show floor and discuss the different features, the phenomenal work that they've put into creating these new products that are going to be a game changer for you and the consumers across the country. We got to discuss the incredible products ranging from the Toro UTX, the brand new bullseye equipment for artificial turf, the brand new Field Pro 6040 for infield skins, and last but not least, the Z Master 7500, 144 inch deck with some of the best product managers you'll find in the industry. It's an awesome episode with great content about incredible products that are available to you now. It's been our honor to partner with the Toro Company to give you insight into the next generation of field equipment. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tiger Turf Talk. Welcome to this special episode of Tiger Turf Talk. I'm your host, Drew Miller. We are on site here in Savannah, Georgia at the Sports Field Management Association, newly named about an hour and a half ago. We were actually here at the Toro booth here to talk about some incredible products that are coming out. Uh, to start off, we have Mr. Noah Wall with the Toro Company. He's going to be discussing his new UTX um, utility vehicle, which is really incredible looking and has a lot of new features, I'm sure, that a lot of Toro uh, people are excited to hear about. If you want to give us a little rundown of what it is and how it's sort of different than the MDX and the GTX and all the different ones that you have guys had prominent through over the years. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, the UTX is, is a little bit different from our existing products. Obviously, it's a 4x4, so our, our heavy-duty vehicle has four-wheel drive, more of a fine-turf sort of machine, uh, but the UTX is made for that heavy-duty workload that a lot of the sports fields managers uh, face every day and, and, and really year-round. So being able to use it in the winter uh, with a plow on the front or a salt spreader in the back if you take care of parking lots or sidewalks and that sort of thing as part of your job, and then, obviously, with the cab, having the heat and the air and all that sort of stuff is obviously uh, nice, whether it's hot or cold. Absolutely. One of, the, one of the really big things about it that's probably different from our other vehicles is we have uh, a speed control system in the machine that really allows us to control the speed. So if the operators are uh, working in an area or a campus that has a speed limit, we can set that speed, and a supervisor is able to go in and, and toggle that back and forth. On top of the main speed, we can also th- set speeds for attachments or uh, four-wheel drive, that sort of thing, just to sort of dummy-proof the machine. Whether uh, the supervisor's around or not, he knows that the operators are going to be doing what he wants. Sounds like something I need for the classroom with these, <laughs> especially this one right here at Franco, who loves, Good. he's the mechanic of the class. Um, is there anything specific about the technology that is, again, Something that we've seen before or something that is just completely brand new. Again, that's incredible. You can control the speed limits and whatnot on people. Um, but is there anything new that we should know about? Yeah, the, the really the basis of it is it's ground speed governed. So the machine's ground speed and engine RPMs are decoupled. Gotcha. So if you think about that, most machines are uh, the ground speed. You have to go faster. You have to have more RPMs and vice versa. So if you think about it in a work application, 
if you're you know limited to 20 miles an hour it takes some horsepower and some rpms to get up to 20 miles an hour but once you get there you don't necessarily need all those rpms so the engine will actually drop making it quieter and using less fuel the alternative side of it is if you're plowing snow or hauling a heavy load you don't necessarily need that speed you might actually want to limit the speed to be lower when you're plowing snow uh, and the machine will also let you keep that low speed, but then give it all the horsepower that you need. So you can limit the speed without limiting the RPMs or really the power. What are so, the standard options that come with that, um, like that utility vehicle? So from standard, the machine is uh, really ready for the road. That's probably the biggest thing. A lot of our customers, especially if you're with a municipality or a school, so turn signals, brake lights, hazards, that sort of thing, power steering are all standard. And we also have the bed liner as standard so that if you're working with salt or chemicals, you're not going to rust out that bed. And the, uh, so the cab and everything is uh, an added option. Yeah, yep. The cab's an option, and you can do heat only. A lot of customers will in the north will do heat and then just take the doors off in the summer. Or you can do a heat and air combo if you wanted to have the, the full season climate control. Yeah. Getting real fancy with it. That's yeah, very yep. nice. Gotta uh, be comfy. Especially the bed liner and everything. That's incredible stuff. Um, where do you see other than parks and rec and again bigger areas this sort of applying maybe something outside of turf or even beyond that um when it comes to again a utility vehicle being used maybe in like a city or different areas like uh i know you guys work with the macy days thanksgiving day brand yeah, yeah. stuff like that yeah. where do you see this sort of impl uh, being implied anywhere are used yeah you hit the big ones obviously parks are, are one trail maintenance um other areas where we see the machine is on beaches beach patrol, police, security, stuff like that. Uh, we've even had some inquiries about like the equine market. So horse farms or horse tracks use these type of machines quite a bit. So it's really wide ranging and it's really going to help Toro get outside of our normal customer base right now because literally everybody can use something like this, right? Absolutely. Now, are there any attachments outside of, obviously over there we can see there's sort of a drag on it. Is it just uh, a hitch or is there anything else that would be you would suggest getting with this vehicle obviously much more horsepower much more going into it is there something that you would recommend to be again purchased alongside it yeah i think one of the biggest things and, and again this only applies to those in the north but the the snow plowing of capabilities uh so obviously toro's relationship with boss we're we're the same company and we've built this machine to kind of together so that boss plow is integrated with this machine so Doing that uh, on and off in the spring and the fall of that boss plow is really simple because it's integrated. And then the other part is the salt spreader. So we have a, uh, one of the highest payloads, so we can handle that full salt spreader in the back, uh, even when it's uh, full can of it, uh, wet snow. Can it take a rear-mounted plow or just front-mounted plow? Well, there's definitely a, um, there's a two-inch receiver on the back, so you could depending on the plow, potentially hook that up. But okay. for the most part, it's made to go on the front. Okay. Now, obviously, again, heavy duty, you can do a lot of stuff. Snow removal is big right now, obviously, getting in here. There are crazy snows. Um, how do you sort of take the, the Toro brand of, again, finding ways to help turf in the sense of working with them and using it not in such a heavy duty uh, right. work? You know, is it useful for, say, a stadium or something along those lines? Uh, and how did you guys sort of use that? Toro brand in the sense of having that ready, but also being ready to go out and plow and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, good point. And, and that is what Toro is, right? Yep. Fine turf for the most part. And this machine is actually really turf friendly as well. Uh, we have open differentials. So turning on turf is, is, is not a problem with the option to lock them up if you are in the snow or something like that. Um, so that's a benefit on that fine turf. We also have with the 
what I mentioned before, the speed control and the smarts, we can actually put it into what we call a turf mode, which slows the acceleration rate so that when the person gets on the pedal and even if they floor it, it's slowly going to take off and then you take away that risk of, of spinning it. Yeah. Even with an inexperienced operator, that's something that could happen. So that's that's the fine turf part. you got to be able to be on the fine turf and you have to be able to do the hard work too. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, you've been working really hard on it. Is there anything else moving forward that you want to add to it? Maybe different ideas that are down the line that you might want to share? Yeah, I mean, that this, we're allowed to. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> End the interview. Yeah. We're done. Get them out of here. <laughs> uh, th- this market is exciting. There's lots of different opportunities, and, and we're going to continue to look into different accessories and obviously secondary models. You know, we have a gas and a diesel right now. Obviously, electric power is a big thing. So we're always looking into different sorts of things like that, and, and we'll continue to do so and, and excited to be here with that. Absolutely, awesome. yeah, especially with everything going electrical. It's kind of crazy to see moving forward what we can expect for that yeah. is there anything last minute you want to discuss with the machine that would be again somebody that would hear and be like this is something i really want and really need for my facility yeah i think uh the the main basis is of we built it like you said toro is all about the turf customer and that's who we designed it for a lot of these machines are recreational and you know they're made to go fast and they're made to have quick acceleration and even be loud and performance sounding mm-hmm. we did the complete opposite because we know that's not what our customers are after they have fine turf, they have sensitive areas, you can't be loud on a campus, that sort of stuff. So, and we built it for them and I think that shows. So get a demo and check it out. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Yeah, thanks incredible. for having me. You guys should definitely go check it out and you should definitely buy Toro. I'm just saying. <laughs> this podcast is presented by The Toro Company. Introducing the all new Toro Workman UTX, a no-nonsense four-wheel drive utility vehicle built to stand up to the toughest tests without compromising performance. With standard commercial-grade components, the highest payload in the class, and a propriety speed control system, it's designed for the rigors of a long work week. For more information on the Workman UTX, visit toro.com backslash UTX or contact your local Toro distributor. Toro, count on it. Continuing on, we have Mr. Jeffrey Ishii, a product manager here for Toro, here with the Bullseye products, uh, focusing on artificial turf and really what that maintenance is. There are so many different components to artificial turf that we are trying to figure out how to properly manage, how to make sure that the playability and the safety of the player is at most the most important thing. Could you sort of discuss some of the product and how it really helps with that player safety and, again, really focusing on keeping the playing surface perfect for those athletes at all levels from high school all the way up to the professionals. Yeah, so the Bullseye product line is something that Toro introduced um, coming up on a year ago. And we recognize that it's a, that, that, you know, it's a, it's a growing market that we just didn't have any presence in at all. And so the synthetic, the synthetic turf uh, field industry is, you know, becoming you know, kind of the go-to sports surface for a lot of high schools, municipalities, uh, colleges, and so on and so forth, just because you can use the field, you know, 24-7, 365 days a year uh, without fear of, uh, of wearing it down. And so you need, though, you know, when, the, when synthetic turf first came into the market, you know, 25, 30 years ago, there was a general uh, belief that you install the carpet and you're done, right? You don't have to do anything with it. But... As um, athletes are using more of it, and and the industry continues to grow, and there's more there's research being done on it, 
it's uh, absolutely necessary to do some regular maintenance on, on the synthetic turf surfaces. And so we, in the bullseye line, we kind of looked at, um, you know, there's really four main components of synthetic turf maintenance, and it's grooming, you know, regular grooming, uh, it's um, cleaning, it's uh, and decompacting, and then also, when necessary, adding some, some new infill material into the synthetic turf surfaces. And so we've got products between Bullseye and then our own Toro branded products as well um, that can kind of address all those key maintenance tasks for the synthetic turf market. Absolutely. So what are some of the things we have here? We obviously have spikes and drags. What is it uh, doing specifically, and how did Toro sort of figure out how to get into the artificial market, again, being such a now a substantial part of turf management, you know, especially at the high school and even professional stage now with these massive stadiums that are becoming event spaces over football arenas, you know. Uh, what was that like, and how has it sort of come along since you guys first started? So we, you know, there's, again, when you look at those four, those four main categories of products, what we have here today is a Quick Groom 710. Uh, we've got a Bullseye Rapid Seed 430 a Bullseye Field Clean 580, and a Bullseye Field um, Sweep 660. And so the uh, Quick Room 710, uh, you can equip that with a set of spring tines across the front, and you can actually have a magnet across the back. And then what that product does is you get this, the, the spring tines up front that, do, that perform a light decompacting of the synthetic turf uh, infill material. <clears throat> the brushes kind of brush things out and, and create a smooth plane surface. And then the magnet across the back actually does a great job of, of you know, removing any um, magnetic objects from the plane surface, you know, whether it's a nut or a bolt that falls off a piece of equipment. Uh, we, you know, we hear stories of people even finding razor blades uh, with that magnet across the back and, and backs of earrings, you know, things that you don't want in your, in your, on your field. Um, and then from a cleaning perspective, uh, we've got a surface debris removal tool in the Field Sweep 660, and that's really just you know getting the leaves and the candy wrappers and the stuff like that off the surface of a field. And then the Field Clean 580 over there is does a little bit more comprehensive, a little bit more uh, I'll call it deeper cleaning, um, and that you can remove that surface debris. But again, that product has a set of spring tines across the front uh, that that again lightly decompacts that infill material, stands up the turf fibers. And it has a much more aggressive brush. And re what really sets that apart is it, it has a, a, high, a high power vacuum on the top of the, uh, of the unit to kind of pull that dust and fine debris that otherwise you might not be able to remove from, the, from that synthetic turf surface. Absolutely. Especially the deep clean. That's probably the most underused for high schools, especially in our area with our fields and our county. So it's something that, again, would be needed in certain spaces, obviously. And we got to know you a little bit before we started, and obviously it's been great to talk to people about their experiences, you know, and how they got to where we are now, especially with you being with Toro. You explained how you were a golf course superintendent. What was that journey sort of like, and how did it bring you to here with Toro working with this equipment, obviously? It's very different from golf course superintendent, but at the same time, it's the same journey that most of us have when we get to this industry. So what was that like for you? Yeah, and thank you for asking. So, yes, I was, uh, you know, uh, um, a golf course superintendent and assistant superintendent before that. So I was on the, you know, other side, if you will, of the, yeah, of the yeah, industry yeah. Uh, for the better part of 30 years. And um, I grew up in the Minneapolis area. My whole, I uh, kind of worked in the Minneapolis area my whole life, knowing that, you know, um, Toro uh, is based in Bloomington, a uh, suburb of Minneapolis. And um, kind of always kept my eye on potential opportunities within the Toro Corporation. 
I loved being a superintendent. I loved uh, everything about that job. But um, I was really looking for something else to do for the last third of my working career. And um, again, just kept watching job postings and watching for um, opportunities that I would be interested in that I feel I could, could excel at. And in this role as a product manager, uh, it allows me to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm still involved in the industry, um, helping customers solve solutions, helping develop new products um, that solve those problems that customers are having, and also um, continuing, continually interacting with customers to hear what the issues they're having um, in ways that we can improve our products kind of um, annually just kind of do some evolution of products. So this kid right here is exactly what he wants to do. He's actually looking to be a mechanical engineer and a turf major. So you got a question for um, that front. Working from the golf course side of things and a lot of companies don't necessarily do the outreach to those people that are actually using the equipment and working with it. I know Toro's done a pretty good job at it, but um, from going from golf course to actually working with the products and developing the products, what have you seen in the advancements through knowing the issues and being able to give that feedback? I think my background has proved to be uh, fairly, I don't want to, you know, I think it's been pretty invaluable um, because I can relate to the customers. I understand the challenges that they might be facing on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. And, you know, so that that experience as a superintendent um, allows me to um, maybe get to the root of the problems that they're having and I think it allows me to build a pretty um, quick rapport with with a customer to try to learn again how we can make our products better uh, was really what, what what we're trying to do when we in, interact with customers is validate that we're on the right path if we're developing a new piece of equipment but more importantly help us continually to improve our existing products as well what means does Toro go to uh to get the customer feedback about these products and things like that? So we, all of us in this, in my role as a product manager, we, um, we're constantly going out and, and, and meeting superintendents, whether we do it one-on-one, you know, traveling around with a salesperson from, from golf course to golf course or sports field to sports field, <clears throat> or we also will bring in focus groups where we'll bring in eight or 10, sometimes 20 people at a time and just really take a deep dive into a product, into a category, and learn from those customers, you know, again, what solutions are they looking for so that we can then bring that back in-house. And after we, you know, affirm that it's not just this group of customers that is having this problem from Minnesota, it's also customers from Virginia and Florida and California and, and uh, internationally, then we can, you know, kind of take that feedback and really dive in and start developing a, a solution for them. So something I'm always interested in, again, obviously working for Toro, it's a really well-known brand, obviously. What does the brand mean for you? Again, working for them, being the person that's developing, again, the products that we all use and we all love. What does it mean to you, uh, just the brand overall and being able to work for them? You know, so great question. Uh, When I was looking to make a change from being a golf course superintendent, um, you know, I had opportunities that I could have, you know, got into a sales role or, um, you know, uh, um, a contractor type role. Um, but I really was excited to join the Toro company. And the reason I really focused on opportunities within the Toro company is I love that they are the innovation leader. You know, Toro is never sitting back and just, you know, 
Well, it's it's good enough, right? Toro is always trying to push the envelope. Is always trying to create new products to address new new um, problems that our customers have. And so that was really exciting to me that that they really uh, continually invest in innovation and advancing uh, the products to make our customers, hopefully jobs, hopefully easier. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you very much. Thank you. This episode of Tiger Turf Talk is presented by The Toro Company. Introducing the all-new Toro Field Pro 640 Infield Groomer. This workhorse features efficient operations with the innovative multi-tool and incredible versatility of attachment options. The dedicated platform produces a consistent, superior infield playing surface regardless of starting conditions. With the Field Pro 6040, it's game on. For more information on the Field Pro 6040, visit Toro.com or contact your local Toro distributor. Toro, count on it. <laughs> All right, uh, continuing on, we have probably the biggest reveal of the year for Toro here, and Mr. Sam Dando. Dando, Dando yeah. Second time, sorry, I apologize. No, you're um, uh, if you want to sort of give a little introduction, obviously it's a really incredible piece of equipment with so many implications that really, as sports field managers, it's something incredible. If you want to sort of talk about it and where sure. it came from and how we got to this point where it's now going out and being used by our Toro fans. Sure, yeah, we're, we're happy to be here at the STMA show. We're, uh, we're unveiling a new Field Pro 6040, it's called. It's a dedicated infield groomer. So it's a stand-on design, and it's, uh, it's something we've been working on a long time, and we're really excited to finally show people what it can do. Absolutely. Now, there are a couple of things on the front. Uh, you can obviously see the laser grade and different implements. Could you sort of discuss some of the, maybe the box drag, the nail drags, all the different things that, again, sort of what makes this incredible, again, stand-on piece of equipment that's very new and innovative to what we use as sports field managers, what those things entail, and just sort of walk around of the product? Sure. Yeah, we, you know, we started out, you know, Toro's been building equipment, you know, for 100 years. And we started out with the Sand Pro line, which is a line of infield groomers and bunker rakes about 50 years ago. And so we've learned a lot over the years. And so we, we incorporated many of the features of like the grandstand, stand on mower, uh, the Sand Pro infield groomers, and we built it into the Field Pro. Uh, so for example, we have a a, what we call the multi-tool. The multi-tool is, the, is really the magic where everything happens on the machine. And, and in the front, we have, a, we have an adjustable tool carrier. So it holds two toolbars, and these toolbars are identical to the ones that we used on the Sand Pro for years and years. So you can get a spring tine or scarifying uh, solid tines and carbide tines and weeder tines. And so we can hold two of those tools at once. And it's easily adjustable. And then you can adjust the depth, uh, hydraulically adjust the depth and rotation. And, and uh, in the back of the multi-tool is a integrated box grader. So that box grader is it's rigidly mounted. Uh, it's, and it's hydraulically controlled, of course, with, uh, again, as you mentioned, it incorporated with a laser grader. And we also have a positive depth stop, something that we've really learned a lot from, from our mowing experience to really get good, accurate depth uh, control. 
Uh, so again, it's very uh, very rigid, heavy machine, uh, 25 horsepower Kohler engine, uh, zero turn capability. We again we use the the grandstand design and platform and controls that we've developed for almost 15 years. So uh, it really works really well. Yeah, we have a grandstand back at Brentsville. It's incredible. It's the technology on it. It just makes it so simple. I think it was one of the first stand-on mowers where it's not the release and it's more of a zero-turn type of feature with the handles. And I think it'll be incredible for, again, when you're talking about needing to get in those quick, easy spots when you're on a drag, making sure it's ready to go. Um, are there any attachments for the back? I can see a sort of a, a hitch on the back um, yeah. that you think would be beneficial to have and you would suggest, again, ordering when you order one of these uh, field pros. Yeah, absolutely. So the rear, there's a rear lift, and it has our quick... Uh, um, quick attachment system and that we share that with the sand pro so really any rear attachment that we currently sell for the sand pro will also fit on the field pro now the one thing i've noticed you know, i've been out in the market quite a bit and talked to a lot of customers over the past year about this and, and the one thing i've noticed is they use a lot of different attachments and, and the one thing actually i see is a lot of custom ones and and things that people make they're really clever and they make all kinds of different attachments for their application. And uh, we've got a lot of great ones, but people make a lot of really, uh, really useful ones. And again, if they use them on a Sand Pro, they'll fit right on the Field Pro. Another thing we did was we added a, an adapter hitch. So if you have a drawbar style attachment, which there's you know, several here today at the show. Uh, you know, if you really like them, uh, maybe a Ron Groomer, let's say, you can go ahead and attach those right to this, uh, this machine as well. Um, for... Course, will this still be able to be used for golf course applications? Because I know the older Sand Pro is like a three-wheel design that um, makes it easier to get in those tight areas of bunkers and things like that. Will this still be able to be utilized for bunkers on golf course or no? No, it's not. It's designed primarily for infields. Okay. Um, it wouldn't work well in a bunker, to be honest with you, as it's wider, it's more rigid, it's yep. zero turn. Uh, Sand Pros are really good for bunkers, um, but no, this is primarily. I have I've talked to many golf courses. They actually like it for cart paths and, mm -hmm. and maybe laser grading tee boxes and things like that. And it'd do a great job of that. Okay. Now, with sort of the entire package, what comes standard? You know, what are the add-ons? I'm, I'm assuming laser grade is not on their standard. Um, but what are some of the standards that come with the machine when you order it? Just sure. base set. Well, the machine is... So we actually separated the multi-tool from the machine. So you'll have to purchase the machine uh, and then the multi-tool. And that's primarily because they have to be packaged separately for Absolutely. shipping. Makes, makes it easier to ship. Absolutely. Um, but with the multi-tool, again, the integrated box grader standard. And we're going to preload it with a spring tine toolbar and our carbide tine toolbar, which we think for ball fields... 99% of the time, that's the, the main tools a, a customer is going to use. Yeah. Now, if you want to add a different toolbar that you have in stock or you have on your Sand Pro and want to use that, uh, like a weeder tine, you can easily add that to the Field Pro. Um, the, it is laser capable. We have a, an install kit uh, that's hoses, wire harness, Absolutely. manifold that the, the laser will plug into easily. Uh, to the machine and, and and getting up and running and grading uh, doesn't take much time at all. And that's that's the big one. That's what a lot of sports store managers are going to love, yeah. especially parks and recs nowadays. are finally figuring out again sort of the the need for laser grading, so the cost effect for them is way less over the long run by getting one of these. You know, 
Um, is there anything specific about the machine that is different than maybe the grandstand and the sort of the sense of what you maybe have added so that it's different for grass versus clay surfaces, obviously? Yeah. Um, let's start with the front of the machine. So we made a pivoting axle. Uh, that is something that allows the grader to stay really flat to the ground. And we really were focusing on precision grading. And so that allows the, the axle to move over ruts but keep the blade flat. And it also works really good for pitching mounds. So the machine will follow a pitching mound. That's incredible. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's really, it's really cool. Awesome. It'll, uh, the, the front axle will, will rotate to accommodate the mound and keep the grader if you were to do that. It's difficult, pitching mounds, of course, but if you wanted to clean it up a little bit with a spring tine or, or whatnot, you could do that. Um, Again, the depth stop is is really really clever. We can we can set positive stops above grade and below grade. So let's say you wanted to uh, set the the grader at an eighth inch below grade. We just quickly put a pin in, and then you can go to that depth quickly and easily. It's it's easy for operators that don't have a lot of experience adjusting that to just set it set it like that. Um, the tool is almost uh, six feet wide. Uh, the grader, so it's very efficient. Uh, it's very fast. I say very, much bigger than most, right? It is. It is, and uh, and that really works well. Um, and then with the grandstand, we we used a lot of the grandstand parts that work really well. Of course, Absolutely. the suspended platform, the, incredible. the ergonomics work really well. Yes, you know the height of the controls. It's all identical. Um, but you know another thing we did though is we took like the engine and we have the engine mounted in a way and the exhaust. For example, we've seen other machines that, that blow a lot of hot air on your feet. It, as you can imagine, uh, grading a baseball field, it gets hot out in the yeah, sun. Ninety and, degrees, you know, it's probably not the best thing to have, right? The last thing you want is hot exhaust blowing exactly. on your feet or coming back at you and, and and blowing dust on you. So we things like that. Those are the details we really put into the machine to make it comfortable to operate. Because a lot of people are running these things for hours and hours a day. Some people just have businesses around it, you know. And they have businesses it's, right it's, now. It's yeah. incredible. Um, is there anything? Uh, sorry. Yesterday, were you there when you guys did it for the first time? I was. How I, was that? What was that feeling like? It was know, really fun. We, uh, yeah, we were, you know, we were down here and we were able to participate in that in the field rebuild. Yeah. And uh, we called up and we said, "Hey, we got this great new machine, and we want to help out too." And it's good. You know, they really had a nice um, project to give back to the community, and really? and uh, we really appreciated that. And so we thought, "Hey, we could help." So it was fun. We set up the laser grader and and we set the the right pitch and. And it was, um, it was interesting to go through the field. And we have all these professionals here who know a lot about this. And we were walking the field. And, and we found that water was pooling up around third base and pooling up back behind home. And, and it just wasn't draining properly. And we, were, we set up the laser and we found that this field was about three inches low in one area. And it was, it was really high by first base and, and uh, really wavy. And, uh, and in some areas two, three, four inches out of level. That's crazy. And, and it was fun to, to set up the laser and grade the entire field flat. And then we were able to bring in new infield mix and, and grade that flat wall. Everybody was working on That's it. Awesome. And it ended up really nice. So. That's incredible. Yeah. I do want to ask you a similar question before. Sure. Um, Toro, again, it's one of the best brands out there. They're always working for the turf manager. What does it mean to you? And again, being part of such an incredible project that's been in the works, I'm sure, for years. Uh, what does that mean for you and being a part of the brand and, again, being one of the ones that are producing the brand when it comes to, again, machines and stuff? What does it mean to you? 
Well, I, you know, I grew up in Minneapolis, and Toro, of course, is headquartered in Minneapolis. And so I've, you know, I've had Toro products, you know, since I was a kid, and um, always known about the brand and really, really reputable, high quality. Um, you know, my my dad had a Toro snowblower. <laughs> you know, but we uh, as a kid, I, I ran a Toro mower, and so just really really thought highly of the company and really liked what uh, Toro uh, you know, has done over the years and and when I came to Toro I I started working on a number of different projects and this was one of them and, and it's been really fun especially especially because it, it works for baseball fields and and softball fields and, and really helps kids helps the community and you know, I like to coach sports and, and I coach my kids and of course hockey and awesome. I'm from Minnesota and, uh, and so it's fun that you're building and helping develop a product for a game of, of baseball. So I, I really enjoy that. And that's incredible. I mean, impacting not just an industry, but impacting, again, we talk about this uh, with a couple of different people. We're, we're as, as sports field managers, are creating the memories, and you guys are allowing us to have the tools to do that. So I think that's incredible, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. It's, it's fun. I really enjoy that. That's great. Sam. Thank you. Good. Thank you. This podcast is presented by The Toro Company. For over 100 years, Toro has been providing grounds managers innovative solutions for all their outdoor maintenance needs, including sports fields, snow and ice management, specialty construction equipment, and irrigation solutions. For more information on how Toro can assist with any of your outdoor maintenance needs, visit Toro.com or contact your local Toro distributor. Toro. Count on it. Now we are on to uh, the, the Z Master 7500, 104-inch deck, incredible piece of equipment with the product manager, Marissa Guerin. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me, Drew. Yes, su- doing well. Super excited to chat about the product. Absolutely. So uh, sort of give us a little bit of a walk around. We obviously got to see it down in Savannah. Um, and with everything, it is massive and it's going to be a game changer yes. in the sense of it is massive at the same time as being compact um, for parks and rec and areas that again, need to cover a lot of ground. If you could just sort of talk to some of the upsides to it and why Toro products are definitely the high-end equipment that we all know and love. Right. So with this new Seamaster 7500 series mower, it's the most productive Z mower in the industry at 144 inches. I mean, the, the machine is powered by a 44 horsepower Yanmar turbo diesel engine. So there is more than enough power to get this machine moving through wet, thick, heavy grass, as well as being productive. Uh, a lot of people, when they, when they see the wing decks down, they're like, whew, that, th- that thing, you know, I mean, how am I going to just, they, it's hard to fathom mowing with such a large piece of the equipment and then that being a Z mower and they get on it and they're like, wow, this thing is smooth, slick. I mean, the, the, it's comfortable for the operator and they just, they start dreaming of how much they can get done in so little time. So productivity was the main driver of the design, the design of this mower. Absolutely. Um, what are some of the, again, we're talking about 140 inches, 44 inches, a lot of space. Um, what is specific to this Z master compared to, uh, and we were just talking about the other ones. What is it that you guys had to ensure 
uh, for, again, user safety, certain things that, yeah. again, bring in, uh, like you said, people are concerned. But again, you've, uh, you've uh, addressed all these concerns and provided a product that they can, again, have the best optimal time spent when they're on their fields, on their courses, whatever right. they're using it for. Right. So absolutely. So being so wide, of course, they're, um, they're, you want to make sure that there's visibility for the operator. So both in mow and transport. So when you're mowing all three, we'll call it say three of the decks are down. Fantastic visibility. You can see on either side of the deck, um, on, of the wing deck. So the, the front left corner, front right corner and the back. So your visibility is, is fantastic when you're trimming around, um, kind of tighter areas or trees or benches, or, uh, maybe it's a football goalpost, uh, depending on your mowing situation. And then going for, let's say you might have to transport this mower from, let's say the baseball field over across to the soccer field. And you have maybe a small sidewalk you need to go down. You can flip those cutting decks up, uh, jump on the sidewalk and utilize those two mirrors out front. So the two mirrors are designed to not only see kind of what's on either side of you kind of underneath the deck, because when those wing decks are up, uh, me being shorter, maybe a taller person wouldn't have the same issue. Uh, the wing decks block your, your, your vision just a bit. So it's nice to have those mirrors as um, a form of, I would say, comfort, knowing that when you do put those wings down and you get over to that soccer field, you're not putting it down on a trash can or a bench or in causing damage to one of those items. Um, so those mirrors are coming super handy. Absolutely. Um, with again, sort of the, the uh, overall size, um, what has it been like to, again, ensure that it's able to transport, it's able to maneuver? Um, what are some of the features on it that created it such a smooth ride? Uh, whether it's tires, suspension, I know the my ride system. I don't know if that's a possibility on these mowers. There are so many different things that Toro has come up with for sort of the uh, comfort of user. You know, what yeah, did you guys yeah. sort of put into this machine and and the seventy five hundred? I mean, it's a it's a beast. You know, so what was it <laughs> yeah. what was it that you were able to sort of tame the beast in order to yeah. have again comfort for the consumer that's using it? Right. That's. That's a great question. I mean, some of these operators are on this machine for eight hours a day. So they do not, they, they want a comfortable riding experience. So from the time you get on to the time you get off there, there's features built into the machine that makes the operator have a safe and successful, smooth, comfortable riding experience. So on the front of the deck, if you're um, about to get on the mower, there's a step on the front. And it's kind of perforated a little bit to ensure the operator, if it's a little bit dewy outside in the morning, um, that they don't slip. So they have an operator step to get on to, we'll say, the floor pan um, where the seat sits. So once they sit in the seat, as soon as they get in that seat, they'll notice it. it's a deluxe, deluxe suspension seat. It's a tongue twister. And it's, and I would say it almost feels like you're floating because you're on this it's ISO mounted as well as the floor pan. So when you're going over these uh, bumpy, bumpier terrains, you kind of float along with the mower. So you aren't, you aren't getting thrashed around, hit from side to side. It's, it's, I mean, 
we when we were taken out for photo shoots and demos i mean you could see the operator they're going over some some tough terrains but the operator gets off and you know you know no they 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 didn't notice the bumpy ride but we but you could see the the seat kind of floating along with them and the last thing that's kind of built in for operator comfort is there's a panel directly behind the operator it almost looks like aluminum foil that's the best way to describe it so this separates the uh, operator from the engine the heat of the engine so they don't have this hot powerful engine uh kind of blowing on them for their long operating hours or the heat of the summer so this panel separates that operator from the heat of the engine which hopefully in turn um, allows them to be more productive and ride longer yeah i don't think they want heated seats during the hot summers you know <laughs> no 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 so no, no, no. definitely and I, again you guys think of literally everything because I, I, when you talk about again the harshness of certain zero turns and and it's not even like brand wise, it's just sort of like quality in the sense of cost. So if you go with like a $2,000 one, you're going to have and sort of that harsher ride. So again, it's important yeah. that what you guys are doing. Um, what are some of the things that you think a operator should be aware of when operating this machine? You know, um, not many people have operated a 144 inch mower before. Um, yep when you're first using it sort of orientation wise is there anything you guys say that you need to be aware of just hey heads up this does that just so you're aware um what are those things and how do you sort of make people aware of that when you're selling these products right i would say right off the bat it's a very intuitive mower to operate it's um you you can i would say i when we were doing a photo shoot i taught an operator uh, it took me all of maybe 15 minutes to get her on the machine accustomed to it and she was ready to go and she felt comfortable. So it's um, it's a very intuitive machine, but I would say too, for operators, some, some aren't, they're used to driving a car. So they're used to a steering wheel. So stick shift, using the stick steering might be a little bit um, different. So getting out into just a wide open area, you know, getting comfortable, but just the sensitivity of how the stick shear, stick steering works. Don't worry. We're um, trademarking, we're re-trademarking stick shift. That's Toro's thing now. It's <laughs> you manual cars. You're no longer here. Exactly. Stick yeah. Shift. I love it. <laughs> stick steering. Um, and, and just getting accustomed to that and take and uh, but again, once you kind of get used to the feel of it and um Again, like I said earlier, with the visibility of the wing decks and just being in that wide open area, just kind of learning how the mower turns and it operates and practicing the turning. So when you're you keeping all the wheels moving at the same time to avoid any turf tearing um, with the Z mower, it's it's just uh, uh, I would yeah I would say all you need is 15 minutes to to get on the machine. It's it's not a tough machine to learn, but it's just, you need to get comfortable with such a wide, um, mowing deck. Sounds like third block for us in the Brentsville turf, you know, <laughs> getting what our is kids, that? it sounds like third block for kids in our program, you know, going out and getting accustomed with the mowers yeah. and everything. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, where do you think you see this? Obviously I'm, I'm seeing parks and rec in my own mind, but where do you yep. see your products sort of, again, having that big impact moving forward? You know, um, a right. lot of people tend to go for the 
again, Groundmaster, you were talking about, it's not a Groundmaster, mm-hmm. people, Z Master, remember that. Um, what is it that your mower is going to bring that, again, sort of is more of a benefit to the operator, to the parks and rec, to the companies that are going to own these mowers? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how is it going to impact sort of their workday and their maybe business plan even? Right, right. Covering wide open grounds is what this mower was built for. I mean, obviously when there's trees and benches or pavilions that they need to trim, trim around in the sports field world, that's perfect for it too. But when let's say soccer fields, baseball fields, football fields, uh, anything that has, you know, a lot of grass or a complex that has a lot of fields, uh, also different municipalities, colleges, universities that have, you know, fields they want to maintain. Um, and they, let's say they, they just, they want to send out an operator and know that, <laughs> let's just say, uh, they have a lot of space to work with, not going to hit in, hit into anything. They can send, send them out, uh, send them out there. I mean, it's, if you, I would say the one thing to note about the mower is with the 12 in 12 foot cutting deck, you have all 12 cutting decks at the same time. So down at the same or all three cutting decks down at the same time um, in order to mow. So you can't flip one wing deck up and trim around a tree that's maybe you have a little bit narrow of a space to fit through. Um, that's one item to note. So it's kind of, it could be a also a compliment to maybe some of your smaller Z mowers, your 60 or 72 inch mowing decks. Um, they might do kind of some of the tighter trimming and this one can come in and just whack down a whole heck of a lot of grass and uh, in a wide open area. So it kind of, it, it, it depends on your, uh, uh, of your, I guess, setup and yeah, your, your terrain and that you're working on. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with that, um, how, again, when we talk about college campuses and things, uh, obviously there's going to be sloped spaces and mm-hmm. going along with that, how, again, being a Z master, obviously when we're talking about our zero turns, 30, uh, 15 to 30 degree angles are probably right where, where people are operating. Again, that's not the Toro yep. like recommendation. I think 15 is for, uh, zero turns, but, uh, how do these things handle, how does the Z master 7500 series handle hills and again, Obviously, we talked about handling rough terrain, but again, hills are a big thing. Uh, and right. with it being a smaller mower, does that help it? Uh, not, I shouldn't say smaller. I should say, I don't know what the right word is, less dense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. What would that yeah. be for people to know? You know. Right. I mean, like any, it's important to know the terrain you're working on, and important to uh, understand the environment you're cutting in. So if it's um, on a hillside or wet grass, or uh, obviously stay clear of any water. Um, you you have to be mindful. And uh, uh, in the safety and operators manual, they they detail what a safe area to mow is, and that's what that's what we we recommend following with the Z mower um, as well. That I mean, the traction on this mower is great. the The tires are are have heavy treads. Um, but again, you just gotta, you gotta be aware of the manual guys. (laughs) We're not trying to get anybody in trouble. Right. Right. It's, it's, it was um, more just uh, if again, like you said, it does well with the tread and everything, which is very important because there's been a lot of changes to that over the years. Uh, I know our 
we have a three thousand and then a four thousand. The four thousand came with a lot uh, deeper tread when it came to, okay. and it handles a lot better on hills and whatnot. So I completely right. understand what you're saying. Sorry if I misworded. Uh, no, misworded no, no, that, no. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. You you just obviously with any mower, depend if you're a Z mower, grounds master, whatever. You just you need, you have to know your terrain and and know know what you're mowing. So we've had, again, some of your colleagues and you on, and I'm sort of curious if you could give us a little insight to what a product manager does, you know, for Toro and being that sort of what has been your job and how do you sort of move on to like the next product or something along the lines of, again, what's your role in the sort of, again, pushing the product, developing the product, different things, and how do, how is us as consumers can see what you're doing to, again, sort of again bring the brand of count on it to everything you know yeah right so kind of two questions so what i do kind of a day-to-day and then how i work together with with the customers to develop the the new product so i guess a day there's not one day is not the same so one day could is totally different than the next which is fantastic about our role so not only so we each of us typically manage a portfolio of products. And uh, with those products, we're working very closely with engineering. We're working with service. We're working with finance. We're working with sales. We're working with marketing. We work with every single kind of department within Toro with the, that kind of, uh, and then on our product line. So, I mean, it's anything from planning out uh, future demand and or a photo shoot maybe the next week. So you kind of get to touch everything, which is which is quite amazing. And not only do we get to kind of handle the current portfolio and make improvements and make sure everything is working how it was designed to work, we get to talk to consumers and customers that are using our product to see what they like about it and maybe what they don't like about it because that's how we get our best ideas. I mean, we, we, liked, I, we like to think ourselves as the experts, but really at the end of the day, the customer is the expert. They're spending the long hours on the machine. They're using it day in and day out. Uh, they, they know every nuance of the machine and, and what it does what, well and what they could see improvements on. So looking out five years, all of our, most of the ideas that we have stem from the customers that we get to visit and talk to and learn from. So that's, that's the other, you almost, we're almost um, inventing, you know, we get to invent in our job in a way and propose our ideas and uh, projects uh, usually on like a yearly, typically yearly basis to see if we can hopefully fingers crossed, get funding for it to, to, to make the next best thing. And that's awesome. I, I love the, I would love the fact again, getting to meet people, talk about what yes. they're doing and figure out how to make that next step. Um, oh, yeah. We actually, oh, we yeah. actually, so when we were there, when we were interviewing uh, one of our students, he was uh, interviewing with me. He actually wants to uh, double major in engineering and in turf to work on Fantastic. products and developing new uh, innovative ways to help the again golf course superintendent, sports field manager when it comes to the equipment necessary. So it's it's really cool to see, and it's really cool 
how you said that because he would love that and that's how he oh, yeah. to move forward. So that's great. Um, oh yeah, if I could spend time with customers every day and heck, tell if I had an engineering, I'm envious. I wish I had an engineering degree and we're in high demand for engineers. So, you know, that's, tell, tell them to go for it. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do. For sure. um, I do, I'm very curious. Uh, obviously Toro is a very large brand when it comes to the turf industry as a whole, golf, sports field, parks and rec, mm-hmm. even home lawn and everything. Um, yeah. What does it mean to you to work for, again, a brand for a brand like Toro and with everything? Uh, how has that experience been for you uh, and yeah. getting to this point where, again, your products are making a huge impact in the industry and everything that goes with it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I actually started as an intern back in college. So and if, you know, it was an intern internship. It was good experience, great company great resume builder. Um, and that's kind of where, where I saw that I didn't not necessarily didn't think of it long-term, but wasn't, um, immediate in that immediate moment thinking long-term and, uh, more and more kind of happened. And, uh, I left for a little bit. You don't realize how good something is until it, till you, you try something else. And thankfully was, was able to come back about six years ago. Um, the Toro culture, the products, it's easy, it's easy to stand behind good products and be passionate about good products and be excited to come to work every day and work with your colleagues and meet with distributors and customers. So just to have this network and community of not only the people, the products and the kind of outside network of distributors and customers. It's, it's just uh, fantastic. I don't know. You enjoy coming to work every day when, when, uh, when you get to kind of, I would say not necessarily sell a product that's easy to sell, but you, you have a great deal of passion behind a product that, you know, has been put through so much testing and work. And I think that's really what separates you guys from a lot of the businesses out there, you know, being able to have that passion behind the product that you're selling and be able to, again, have that brand. I mean, Toro carries a lot of weight. So, and it's all because of you guys and what you do. So I want to thank you you for taking the time to talk and with everything. uh, Thank you again for everything. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. We want to thank you for following along on our journey here at the Sports Field Management Association Conference. We are super proud to be partnered with the Toro Company. Please be sure to check for any of your needs at Toro.com or contact your local distributor with any questions about any of these products. We hope you had a phenomenal trip. We hope you're back home safe and having a great time in preparation for your 2022 year. For all of us here at Tiger Turf Talk, we hope you have a phenomenal year. And remember... Toro, count on it.